Do you want to build your brand by being a guest on industry-leading podcasts? If you own a business, my guess is you do. So picture this. You, a dynamic executive, effortlessly connecting with engaged audiences, turbocharging your top-of-funnel marketing, and creating a treasure trove of content with every episode. Podcasting is the game changer you've been waiting for, and PodcastAlly.com is your VIP ticket to podcast PR success. Say goodbye to the ordinary and hello to the extraordinary exposure. Head over to PodcastAlly.com now and let them know that Pretty OK sent you. Your brand deserves to shine, and they're ready to make it happen. Welcome back to another episode of Pretty Okay Podcast. It's been a while for us to both be together. Uh, I'm your host, Samantha Welker. And I am Taylor Holman. And we're back, 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 back again. Uh, Back together after a brief hiatus, uh, spring break, children, all that bullshit, you know. And then it's just... It's real life podcasting because we've got to work around tiny human schedules. We've got to work around travel bullshit. I'm just, I'm grateful that you're uh, as smart as you are so you can do those (laughs) mini episodes on your own. You don't even need me. I was listening to it and I'm like, she's so good. God, she sounds so, she should be hosting just by herself. (laughs) Like I'm going to kick myself off. But you know what? They're not... I mean, they're still entertaining, but I didn't laugh as much as I normally do when I really do the episodes. So, you know, I'll jump in on the solo train when needed, but I love our crazy, not old lady, old lady banter. Yes. Yeah. What did we name our podcast? Oh. Our, the old lady something. I meant to buy the domain and I already forgot. God damn it. <laughs> but... Today, in our non-old lady podcast, in our current podcast, we're going to talk about social media because I think this is important for us to dive into because it seems like the amount of platforms just keeps multiplying. So many platforms. And so today we're going to talk about which social media platforms do I need to be on? Do I need to be on all of them? Because I think that's I think a lot of people, their brain goes, oh, okay, I better jump on that. Oh, okay, I better jump on that. And that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. And, you know, one of the complicating factors with these new platforms is that they know how to bait us. Like they, right, because they always start off with an algorithm that is very generous. And so one of those, you're like, ah, shit, like maybe I should be on it because, you know, everyone's amassing all of these followers and a bigger audience and yada, yada. Don't fall for the trap. It's a trap. (laughs) That's such a good point. I didn't even think about that because it's true. It's like people are so frustrated with the Instagram algorithm. I'm having like so many issues and mind fucks with the Pinterest algorithm right now that like, yeah, the idea of a platform that's just 
natural and organic and like it's there's no computerized bullshit to it is sounds awesome. But yeah, it's a it's a temporary thing because they can't create an algorithm until they have enough users and enough data. So it will show up eventually. <laughs> I'm doing the Will Ferrell gif right now. <laughs> I like it. Touche. So true. Yes. I mean, yeah, they really do. They they want to encourage and incentivize us to get on these platforms early because they need to amass the data in order to create the algorithm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So of course, they're going to make it sound as enticing as possible to you. But you know, I think a lot of people are quick to jump on bandwagons. And that's, you know, whatever, not necessarily a horrible thing. But I think when we're talking about social media platforms that you need to be on for business, there's a lot of different things you need to think through in terms of where to allocate your resources. Because Nobody, unless you're a massive company with like a huge social media team, has the resources to fully be present and engaging on every single social media platform out there. If you do, I'm not quite sure why you're listening to this podcast because <laughs> like you're clearly not a small business. It's fine. Good for you. Yay. We're talking to our small business owners here who are running their shit, maybe have a small team, you know, so we're talking about how you're going to scale accordingly using the right platforms and, you know, get the most, one of my favorite phrases, most bang for your buck. Yes. And the reason people feel super frustrated by social media sometimes is because they try to be everything to everyone on all of them. And Mm -hmm. like you said, if you don't have a team that's dedicated toward or dedicated to creating Instagram content versus Pinterest content. Like you are literally only one human and you are setting yourself up for failure by thinking that you can actually do all of these things really well. Cause it's just, right. that's not true. You can't, we're all human. No. I mean, like I will tell you right now, I know there are social media platforms that I'm not good at and that it would be a massive waste of my time to spend any effort on them <laughs> because the return would not be worth it. Whereas there are other platforms that like, I know they work for me. I know they work for our brand and I am, I'm, I'm pretty good at them. I'm not going to lie. There's some I'm pretty darn good at. So, okay. Let's talk about from the beginning of how to look at this, thinking about reframing, which platforms will, will help me reach my goals and, or execute my marketing strategy. You want to take us through that? Yes. So when you are reframing this question of like, what social media platforms do I need to be on and turning it into which are the ones that are actually going to help me do what I need to do, you also need to add this layer of what platforms are my potential clients even on, Mm -hmm. right? Because otherwise you are going to feel like, you are making, you're trying to make all the noise in the world and no one is listening and it's going to be like this crazy experience of frustration. Right. So the reality is, is that you really only need to be on the platforms that have your potential customers and clients on it. And really what you should be hearing us say is don't give a fuck about what other people are doing and only do what's good for you. 
Yes, very much so. And that I think is a big trap for people. And that's something I think you and I talk about often, which is stop giving a shit what other people think and are doing and focus on what's going to be best for you. And it's, I think that's a very big trap that especially creative entrepreneurs can fall into because, you know, if you're not looking at it from an analytical standpoint and you're looking at it from a kind of a bigger, like, oh, well, here's what so-and-so is doing. It's, it's not going to turn out super great for you. No. And I, I think the, for me, the best example of this right now um, would be Instagram reels and mm-hmm. clubhouse. These are, the, these are, Oh, tech, I'm not even going to fuck with TikTok. <laughs> Just kidding. I think I created two TikTok videos and I was like, this is stupid. I'm not. Doing <laughs> so, you know, when I think about my personal experience and having that, you know, we all fall prey to comparison syndrome mm-hmm. and I see people doing cool things on reels and literally somehow finding all the hours of the day to be on clubhouse, which I don't have that time to dedicate right. to that platform. And then when it comes to reels, my brain doesn't think in video. So sure. the process of creating video for a 15 fucking second thing would take me so long that it's just, again, I'm a time poor person. It's just not worth it. So I, I say this because I do feel this pressure to be on these platforms, but I am trying my best to maintain my boundary. <laughs> I'm saying no Instagram reels. And I'm very selective with how much time I spend on clubhouse. So, um, Despite the fact that I feel like literally everyone that's in my orbit is doing those things. Sure. Yeah. And that's hard when everybody that you're kind of in contact with is on them. But, you know, it's, again, got to separate what they're doing from what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, what it all boils down to is what are your goals for your business and how is social media going to get you there? And that's where we kind of dive into the, the nitty gritty of which platforms you should be on because they're all different. You know, yes, they're all social media and there are all similarities, but there are different audiences on every platform. And I think that's a huge thing. And I've spent, you know, for Glitter Guide, I spent so much time in the beginning of working um, with Glitter Guide of diving into each platform for like the past years and seeing what kind of content performs well? Because, you know, we're a content-based business. Like, that's what we do. Um, what kind of content performs well on each different platform? And from there, you can kind of dissect the demographics, you know? Like, I'm able to see, like, okay, well, clearly Pinterest, our home tours and recipes are number one by far, crushing it. Facebook, it tends to be, uh, <laughs> for us, no one take offense to this, older people who like to click on easy life hack articles, right? Like that's what gets their, they love it. Anything that's got like the words hacks, easy, you know, (laughs) they're all for it. Um, And then Twitter, we've learned is not really a great platform for us. The people on Twitter are not interested in what we have to say. That's fine. Cool. We're not going to dump a bunch of our resources into there. Um, And then, you know, Instagram is 
is a whole other beast because <laughs> Instagram is one of those things where you have to be on it. I feel like I think that's the one platform right now that creative entrepreneurs have to be on is Instagram. And I think that's because, you know, it's obviously it's huge, but it's also very universal in terms of businesses. Instagram, I think, has the most capability to help you reach different goals compared to a lot of other platforms, you know, because you can use Instagram for conversions to sell products. You can use Instagram to get traffic to your blog content. You can use Instagram to build your brand, you know, and to to get people familiarized with who you are as a company. So I would say that's like, I think the number one platform that everyone does need to be on. Yes. And you make a good point there that part of what you need to really dig into when you are, you know, doing your due diligence on each of the platforms is what kind of, what kind of persona does the audience have overall? Like I feel like I'm, this episode is going to turn into Taylor shits on clubhouse. (laughs) That's what we're going to title it. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's totally should be the title. Taylor shits on clubhouse. So um, I feel like the people on clubhouse and sorry, if this is you, sorry, not sorry. um, I don't think that that's a buying audience. That's people who are there purely to consume free content, and it is very unlikely that you are actually going to make money off of the people that you are investing time into. So that's another one of the big things that you really, as a business owner, should spend time investigating to figure out, okay, well, if I'm going to be on something like Clubhouse, I'm going to look at it as a brand building opportunity, and I'm going to create the type of content that is quick and easy because it's brand building. Then I'm going to look at these other platforms like Pinterest and maybe Instagram that are focused in on conversions. And I'm going to put more time and effort into those because those are actually going to make me money. Right. Yes. And I think that You know, I'm not saying that any specific social media platform is bullshit and it's not going to do you any good. Like if you use it the right way, it's going to do you good. It's at the very least, it's going to help you build your brand and connect with your audience. You know, is it necessarily going to make you money? Like you said, no, maybe not. But if you have time to add that extra kind of step in, great. Again, they were going back to like the people (laughs) with these massive social media teams who have that capability. That's great for them. That's awesome. But for you, you have to look at your goals, see what's your number one thing. Brand building is obviously a huge, incredibly important step of owning a small business, but your end goal is to convert and to get sales and customers. And so if you're spending so much of your time on platforms that are just you know, hanging out, making friends on social media. Cool. Give me your money. (laughs) Thank you very much. I will take your money. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Pay me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is, I actually just wrote an article this morning for the source blog about um, more focused on managing social media, but you know, I started the the introduction talking about that you can't just be spending time on these platforms, right? Like 
Sure. Sure. We all get on there and we are in, you know, pro- I'm doing air quotes, proactive engagement, <laughs> which is really uh, just jargony talk for we're going to go and like our friend shit. <laughs> like we really mm-hmm. don't actually tend to do true proactive engagement where we're finding new people who have not engaged with us before. Right. But it's you can't just spend time on these platforms doing that kind of stuff, like using it for personal entertainment. There is a clear demarcation between I'm using this because I need to take a five or let's be real, like a 50 minute break from what I'm doing because there's no such thing as five minutes on fucking Instagram Um, or I'm using it very intentionally to market my business. Right. Yes. Um, Let's I kind of just real quickly, let's run through the biggest ones and kind of give a just a brief overview of what we think that they're who's on them and what they're good for, right? Instagram we kind of already said that's a big one. It's pretty universal. A lot of people are on it. A lot of people um are on it for different reasons, you know, obviously the aesthetics, <laughs> following accounts that have pretty pictures, that sort of thing. Instagram is a very visual platform. So that's, if you're a brand who's not great at creating visual content, I would highly suggest you start working on that because that's a big deal these days, a very big deal, unless your audience is 55 and older, only on Facebook. (laughs) But I think that Instagram has a very, a very wide audience in terms of age and demographics and using it and I almost think of Instagram as two different parts. I almost think of it as like Instagram and Instagram stories slash reels, right? And when I think of like Instagram, the feed, I tend to think a lot more about brand building because it's not super easy to be like, you know, everyone does it. Everyone says link in bio, but like you have to really want it to go to someone's link in bio and figure out what, where the link is, right? Instagram stories, obviously, it's a lot easier if you have 10,000 followers or more and you get that swipe up feature. That's beautiful for driving traffic, you know, or selling products, things like that. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on on Instagram as a platform in general? It's definitely the one that I invest the most time and effort into because Mm -hmm. it's very versatile, right? Like it's a part of my content distribution strategy always. Mm -hmm. It's a great place to feature products with video and photos. It has built-in e-commerce with Mm -hmm. products and the whole shoppable feature, which um, (laughs) SourceCo has been kicked off of that twice in the past like two months. Why would you do I don't do anything. I'm totally innocent all the time. No, well, I got a notification saying that the our product was not on our website. And I was like, that is incorrect. Like our product that we're selling here is on our website. So I requested another review and they put it back up. But then just like two weeks ago, they took it down again for the same reason. Like you guys, these products are fucking on our our website. So I went into yeah. the back end. I don't, I'm not the person that manages the shop. Um, cause Taylor has gotten much better at delegating in the last six months, <laughs> but I did notice that a couple of the products, um, were out of stock. And so I'm inferring that maybe that was the reason they were saying the products were not on the website. Mm. So 
be careful, watch your inventory numbers because that might affect it. Um, I digress though. But, and then it's also really great from, if you are a, a human who is trying to build a personal brand slash reputation, it's also really fantastic for putting your face and voice out there. So there, yeah. there are just, you can basically do everything there. Um, it's, it's what Facebook used to be for businesses, you know, like 10 years ago, right? Like Facebook used yes. to be the platform that everyone had to be on in order to legitimize their business. And right. now it's definitely Instagram over Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that's a lot to do with the audience. Like I've said a few times now, <laughs> my mom asked me the other day, she's like, how do I make this 3D photo, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she showed it to me and I was like, I think that's a native, just from looking at it, it looks like it's a native Facebook feature. So I don't know. Cause I've never, I don't have Facebook. <laughs> I know what you're talking about where you can kind of like move the photo. Like, yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That is something that this is, Oh my God. It's so funny. It's something that I see all of the 55, 65 and older people doing yep. specifically of their yards usually. Oh yeah, that's what it was. It was a picture of a flower. <laughs> it was someone's garden. <laughs> Predictable. Oh, oh that's and, yeah, and you know, I love the 55 and older crowd. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with them and their, their face. Well, there are a lot of things wrong with them in their Facebook, but that's a more, you know, that's another story. But what I'm talking about, my audience is not 55 and up. I don't think your audience is 55 and up. So when, when I kind of joke about that, I'm not being an ageist here. <laughs> I'm just literally saying it's not a relevant audience for us. No. But Facebook, I actually got, did you see that notification uh, a couple days ago that they're getting rid of Facebook analytics altogether? What? Yeah. I thought that was very strange. A very weird choice. Um, I did not get that notification. Yeah, in like three months, I guess. They're giving you time to export and all kinds of stuff, but they're getting rid of their Facebook analytics. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just for organic. Like I imagine if you're still doing paid Facebook ads, you want you need your analytics. Like yeah. you need to know how your ad sets are performing. So I don't know. The email was weird. It was brief. I'll forward it to you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Apparently, I am not cool enough to get those emails. But that's very strange. <laughs> it's very strange. I mean, Facebook, I, I still am on it, and I still recommend that people have a presence on it. But I really mm -hmm. just use it as a link-sharing platform. Like, yep. it's, it's like almost mindless and mm -hmm. it's just another way to have links out on the internet, right. That are searchable with yep. air quotes. Um, but then there's still a level of legitimization that Facebook brings. So, you know, I, I'm of the school of thought that anytime you have the opportunity to associate your business with a much larger and, um, how do I want to say this? Much larger and much more established domain that's mm -hmm. good for your overall SEO and, and searchability on the internet. So, I mean, I I don't ever recommend that like people are creating unique pieces of content for Facebook anymore. No. 
But anytime you write a blog post or you have, you know, a big announcement to share, Mm -hmm. it's definitely something that I'm just like, you know, once or twice a week, throw it up there and call it a day. Promote your newsletter on it, you know, like any content that you already have ready to share, any new launches. Yes, Facebook, great. But, you know, one of the things about Facebook is that unless you're doing paid ads, they need to already be following your page to see your content. You're not going to get any SEO stuff out of it. You know, there's no search engine function really that works for content on Facebook. So if you are building, if you have a presence over there, which you should, you know, everybody needs to have a Facebook page, which obviously you need to have one just to have an Instagram business page these days anyways. So might as well just push that content out. Use it that way, unless your audience is 55 and older. <laughs> but it's In which photos. case, this is your nirvana. <laughs> and maybe it is, maybe it is. But actually, we at SourceCo just started a Facebook group today. I know, super, oh. super fucking late to the party, but um, I'm human and I can only do so many things. But Facebook is also, I still think, a very effective platform for communing people and getting them to interact and exchange information. And as a business owner, if you – I don't think that these – that Facebook groups are terribly useful for B2C businesses where Mm -hmm. you're selling a product – like a physical product, but Mm -hmm. if you are a B2B service provider or um, if what you are selling is a service or some sort of product where your customer has to go through some sort of process in order to actually implement it, then having a Facebook group is a great way for you to get additional information about your audience, right? Like people are just going to speak freely and you're going to see all of the things. It's like, you'll never have to send out another customer survey again. (laughs) Right. Um, but you'll get feedback you don't want. Totally. Totally. (laughs) But it's also really great because it's another opportunity for you to nurture these relationships and hope and hopefully turn customers into repeat customers where you can just like continually soft upsell them. Yeah, that's a good point because I forgot about Facebook groups as a thing. I'm only in one and it's called Dragarinos, which is a <laughs> combination drag race slash my favorite murder fans. Very niche. That and is the most niche Facebook Facebook group I think I've ever heard of. It's a big I thing. know it. <laughs> but when Rocky was a newborn, I was in so many different Facebook mom groups. Um, like tubby Todd, you know, the, the, all the, what are they called? Baby wearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like all of that stuff. There are these Facebook groups and they are active as fuck because the moms are in there talking about products, but they're also talking about other things. So it is a good place to build a community. If you have the time to be in there, you know, if you don't, it tends to become its own like monster. And (laughs) because if you're not controlling it, someone else is. So just a word of advice there. But yes, they I think Facebook groups can be very beneficial for certain certain target audiences if you want to build community. Yep. And 
I told Christy and Cassie, Jen doesn't have a Facebook page or account at all anymore. But I did tell Christy and Cassie, I was like, I'm, we're only going to do this if you are actually going to commit to like, you have to do this with me. I can't be the only person managing this group. So right. in the spirit of delegation, hopefully this new Facebook group also has two other admins to help keep it in, in line. Because like you said, shit can, if you are not steering the ship, your Facebook group will run away from you. Yeah. And all of a sudden you'll be like, this is not what I intended at all. Yeah. And I've seen it happen to multiple, <laughs> like the reason I'm in Dragarinos is because I used to be in the, my favorite murder Facebook group, which was huge and massive. Do you know what that is? It's a mm -hmm. podcast. I'm not, Oh, it's a podcast. Okay. I'm not really a creep that just talks about my favorite murders. It's a podcast, <laughs> but it, uh, they, you know, the girls that run the podcast, they got too big time. They weren't in there doing anything. They tried to have admins, but the admins didn't really do anything. And it just turned into this clusterfuck. And they eventually had to just be like, okay, we're shutting it down. Like, sorry, we can't have this associated with us anymore. It became something outside of the the brand. And so you just have to be careful. Just a, a word of caution. Yep. So, but there is still that. So the, the long and short of it is there is value in mm -hmm. Facebook, depending on, again, your goals and your marketing mm -hmm. strategy. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> uh, and Twitter, I am someone who actually spends a decent amount of time on Twitter. I probably spend more time there than I do on any other social platform. I'm not buying shit on Twitter. I'm, I'm there for you know, again, drag race things and politics. <laughs> so I think that Twitter can be a good place for individuals, you know, who have something to say. Obviously, that's what it was meant for. It used to be in real time. It's not anymore because everything's a fucking algorithm these days. <laughs> but it's I, I kind of liken it with Facebook where it's not going to hurt you to push your, your content out to it. But don't waste a ton of your time on it. Like I spend five minutes every morning putting the new glitter guide content up there. And it's like, cool. Bye. Thanks. You know, not going to hurt us, but it's also not going to make or break us. Totally. Because Twitter's really, I look at it as a, an information and news platform. Yeah. Right. And so. I was watching, this is slightly off topic, but related. I promise. Um, <laughs> we watched the movie The Dissident. Uh-huh. The other day, which is about Jamal Khashoggi. Okay. And um in I was shocked to learn, and you know, I haven't fact check it, fact checked it, but um according to the movie, two in ten Americans are on Twitter, but eight in ten uh people who live in Saudi Arabia are on Twitter. Oh, weird. Right? So um, I just thought that was mind blowing, but like huh. the way that people use it is to like exchange information with each other, right? Like to inform yeah. people about what's going on. It's very much rooted in, in politics, right? And mm -hmm. you know, what governments are doing, especially if you live in a country that doesn't have free speech. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've, I've not been on Twitter for any of my businesses for probably two years now. Cause I just was like, I don't even want to spend the five minutes a day on it. <laughs> I will say uh, Twitter, if you are a business that op that is 
you know, getting to be on the larger side and you require a lot of customer support. I, I do think that Twitter is good for that in terms of just like kind of that immediate response, you know, that people are looking for. Also, if you have a web-based kind of platform, you know, um, I think Twitter is always one of the first places I go to check when I'm, when like, I'm like, is a sauna down? Let me go to Twitter. Actually, I do that too. I know they have a status page, but I, I don't do it. I go to Twitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I'm like, is somebody else experiencing this glitch or is it just in my yeah. account? Like, is this a systemic problem? I definitely have done that with um, SaaS platforms we subscribe to. I'm like, yeah. is there an outage? I'll just go check Twitter. Right. Yeah. Yep. So Twitter is, you know, it has its benefits, I think, for sure. I don't know how necessarily how beneficial they are to our audience <laughs> and the type of businesses our creative entrepreneurs have, but, you know, it might. Who knows? Do your research. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the newbie. Well, actually, no. Let's talk about Pinterest and then the newbies. Cool. Um, and we'll, we can probably, you know, kind of wrap it up from there. Yep. Pinterest is a massive platform in terms of reach and content. My very favorite thing about Pinterest is the search engine function, right? I think that's the one big thing it brings to the table that the other platforms do not bring. So if you're someone who's creating content, you have to be on Pinterest. You just have to. Um, if you're someone who you're trying to sell products, you can do it on Pinterest <laughs> because of that search capability. I, I, I do believe that pretty much everybody should be on Pinterest, kind of like how I said earlier about Instagram, but Pinterest is not going to be necessarily a brand building platform for you. It's going to be a conversion platform and a traffic driver. Yep. Um, i believe that Pinterest has shoppable pins, but I think yeah. you have to have a Shopify site. I I don't think yeah. um I don't think that you can have like a Squarespace shop and create oh. shoppable pins. So I would if that's something you're interested in doing, if you're listening, I would I would dig into what you need from a, an infrastructure point of view to make that happen. But yes. the other thing about Pinterest is you have you really have to like be super niche on it. Yeah. Right. Cause it's just it's it's similar to how you would approach your SEO strategy on Google. Big mm -hmm. broad search terms. There is just way too much competition and way too many people making noise in that space. So in yep. order to leverage it, you really want to get you want to thread that needle like as precisely as possible. Very much so. Yes. And I think if you're not using Pinterest with the intention of people searching and finding your content, you're not using it correctly. Because Pinterest, you know, it used to be just like, oh, I pin this image and like maybe somebody will come across it because that's what happens. But again, platforms change, algorithms are implemented, bullshit happens. So with Pinterest now, its main functionality is being a search engine Yes, you can still scroll and stumble across pretty pictures, but you're going to get way more traffic when you do it in a correct SEO manner as opposed to just pinning and forgetting. Yep. So I think one of the keys to understanding how to use it 
most effectively is to create content that answers a question, mm-hmm. right? Like we're not, yes, you can create brand building content for Pinterest, but it's really, it's fluff on that platform. Yeah. Like, People are going there with the intention of figuring out how to do something or to find an answer to a problem that they're experiencing or, you know, recipes, you know, how mm-hmm. to create a beautiful mud room. I don't know. Weird fucking shit. <laughs> like, so just niche down and answer the question. And if the content that you're pinning doesn't answer a question, then you need to figure out a way to reframe it in order to yep. make it do that. And my favorite thing about Pinterest is the ability, the the longevity it gives your content because it does have that search function. It has, like we have pins from 2011 that still get thousands of clicks a day because it just keeps building and growing in Pinterest and Pinterest doesn't cycle shit out. Whereas all the other platforms are much more, you know, uh, what's the word? real time focused, I suppose, as much as there also is an algorithm. (laughs) But with Pinterest, your content has a much longer lifespan. And it's something that I think will help you grow the business the entire time you're you're open, basically, you know, it's it's always going to help you. And with Pinterest, one of the things too, is you can also repurpose content. You know, you don't necessarily have to create new content when you're on Pinterest. Go on to Canva and make a bunch, use their Pinterest, Pinterest, I don't know what Pinterest is, Pinterest graphic templates. I think that's what I was trying to say. Pinterest is 2021's hot social media platform. Pinterest. (laughs) God, I hate it. Uh, But, you know, go on there, take old blog posts or old pieces of content that you've created, re, you know, retitle them, give them a new image, bam, new content on Pinterest that might reach new audiences. I love Pinterest. I love it. Yes. It is it is a it is a time monster though. Oh, big time. So I have, you a, have to be intentional about it. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. Yep. So I have a love-hate relationship with it. (laughs) I, you know, for Glitter Guide, because we have different subsets of content, you know, different categories that we write about, I have just started keeping a running document of SEO terms for different styles of content, you know? And so, like, that for me has made it easier because I can go and I can pull from that and be like, okay, these are search terms that I know work really well for this kind of content. I'm going to plug these in. So that's a a little hack from me to the universe. (laughs) Boom. Also, Pinterest stories are something that we've been on. Um, I don't think they're available to everybody yet. If If you're listening to this and you haven't switched over to a Pinterest business account, that's your homework assignment. Um, but yeah, with story story pins, you know, those those are an interesting thing. I'm curious to see how they evolve because you can't make anything clickable. And you can't link. Right. There's no swipe up, which is like, okay, so clearly this is not for driving traffic. What Pinterest built their story pins for was like 
step-by-step things, you know, showing how to do a recipe, showing a DIY, DUI, don't show a DUI, DIY is much better. (laughs) Whoops. Uh, But, you know, we kind of finagle ours and, and because if you click details, you can, it's a whole thing. You can put a pin in there, but people have to go and copy and paste it again. They have to really want it. It's not the easiest traffic driver, but it does get a shit ton of eyeballs. I will say like instantly. So they're all, I'm curious to see where they take them. The day they add a swipe up will be my, my happy day. Gone are the days where you could just like, you know, repin things mm-hmm. from other people's accounts. Like if they demand, my whole wedding off interest. Yeah. They demand content creation. Mm-hmm. Oh, they really do. Like they yeah. they will ding you and your account if you are not making content. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. new content. Um, which again, repurpose that shit. All right, let's talk about the Gen Z platforms. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> I have to admit, I know nothing about Clubhouse because our friend Taryn invited me and explained it to me. And I went, no, I have zero time for that. I, I no, that doesn't interest me. Thank you for thinking of me. I can't. <laughs> so yeah, that was so the funny. So, okay. If you haven't heard about clubhouse and I don't know that I would actually lump this into Gen Z, but it might no. be my, um, from where I sit, like the people that I'm following on the platform and how I'm personally seeing it used. So take all of this with that as the the caveat. But Clubhouse has been described as a live podcasting platform, or I would just describe it as chat rooms on steroids. (laughs) That's really all it is, is it's a chat room. So it's an audio only platform where People can host what they call rooms, and then people just talk about stuff. Um, the reason that I am frustrated with it is because it is a time suck. Like I feel like most of the rooms that mm-hmm. I have uh, host personally hosted, actually all the rooms that I've hosted have been an hour long, um, and I have heard mm-hmm. of people hosting rooms that go on for hours, and I'm like. Who do nope. you guys not actually have actual work to do? Because I don't have time to sit <laughs> on this fucking thing for three or four hours to listen to people talk. Um, it is an interesting place because, yes, people are connecting in there and they're having these live conversations. Um, but a lot of times, if you're the host, you're just talking into a void. Like there's zero interaction. There's no way for the audience to tell you that they like what they're hearing. Um, Yeah, it's it's a trip. It is a total trip. And if you're someone who is living in the education space or you you already have an existing community that you're trying to foster and grow, I do see some value in Clubhouse as Mm -hmm. a social media platform. they just announced, I think, one or two days ago that they're going to release a feature that monetizes it, which I think is just going to allow audience members to kind of tip the people that they're listening to if they like, like what they hear. Fans? Yeah, I guess like OnlyFans. <laughs> That's great. Yes. Um, 
If you don't know what OnlyFans is, you should Google that for sure. It's probably not a platform you need to be on for your business, but no, if you no. do, more power to you. Yes. Um, so, so Clubhouse is interesting. I'm definitely, you know, exploring it. But I, like I said earlier, I do. I'm pretty convinced that for me, it will not be a channel for conversion. So yeah. I'm being very strategic with how I spend my time on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my spiel about why Taylor currently hates Clubhouse. AKA Taylor shits on Clubhouse. Yes. Subtitle. Subtitle. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I th- we've said it before. We're not the people to listen to about TikTok because we are not on it. We don't use it. I've never downloaded it. I'd Steven told me the other day, he's like, I downloaded it and I looked at it and then I left. And I'm like, well, that's more than I've ever done. I've never even downloaded it because to me from just based off what I know about it. And again, go listen to someone else with more knowledge if you really want to get into TikTok, (laughs) but it's not, it's not going to help you, you know, make conversions or, or make sales, anything like that in your business, drive traffic. It's strictly kind of brand building. And for people who have time to make video content, which is not me. A lot of people got on it because of that, you know, that the algorithm and how it was, Mm -hmm. how it, I guess, still kind of is that people were amassing these gigantic fucking followings. And like, it's basically a place for influencers to bug the shit out of me. That's kind of what I what I gather from it is that it's not really a thing for businesses as much as it is for influencers. Yes. Like so if you're an influencer and that's how you make your money, then yeah, cool. Good on you. Cool. Other than that. Friendly reminder, influencer is not a real job. You need a backup plan. Ding. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there are, there are people in my orbit. I feel like I've said that twice now today. And I've like never used that phrase before. The people <laughs> in my orbit that are on it. Um, and I do know one person who claims to have monetized it. He's basically kind of becoming an influencer and getting paid to create content. As Is that that marketing person you told me about? Before? No, it's somebody else. Oh. It's somebody else. Okay. Um, so, you know, good on him for making that happen. But I that is not the norm, right? Like yeah. I think that people need to remember that when you see accounts that have these massive spikes in growth, like that is not the norm. Like they're, right. you know, right? Like I've been someone who's professionally been on social media for fucking ever and it's not easy. Like it's not no. easy. It's not. And you know, I <laughs> There are so many people in the world on social media who are only on it for, you know, they're not on it to be sold to. They're not on it to be, you know, converted. They just want to be entertained, which is why these little influencers have millions and millions of followers on TikTok because it's people. There's so many freaking people in the world on social media. Think about that. Think about the audience that these people have. It's not the audience you want. Like vanity numbers. Again, fuck vanity numbers. They are useless to you as a brand and do not support any measure of success for your business. So I know, yes, it's like, 
I try so hard. I make so much content. Why is this like 21 year old girl have 10 million followers because she did a dance, (laughs) right? Like it's dumb. And you guys, there are so many dumb people in the world. That's another thing (laughs) that social media will teach you is that the amount of basic bitches out there far exceeds anything else. And it's very, uh, frustrating to see that when you're out there hustling and working your ass off to make content and to build a business, to see someone just doing basic bullshit and it doing so much better. Again, it's at the end of the day, that's not going to help your goals. So don't pay attention. What did you say earlier? Fuck what everyone else is on or doing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck everyone else. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that the biggest thing for this, for people, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I have some, some work to do, right? Some homework. I think the number one thing you have to start with is defining your ideal audience, you know, figuring out who is my target audience? Who's going to buy shit from me? Who's going to be a reoccurring customer? Finding out who those people are first is the first step. Then figuring out which platform they're on is Mm -hmm. the next step. You know, and then also like, I I feel like that's usually a pretty easy answer, right? Like which platform they're on, because again, there are only so many platforms that are actually successful, but you, then after you do that, I think you can kind of start to branch out and be like, okay, well, I have resources to allocate here for brand building. I have resources to allocate here for, you know, for credibility, you know, using, you could use Twitter to build credibility as a source, something like that. So breaking down where your goals and strategies pointing you, you know, and then of course tracking that shit because if you're on all these platforms and you're not tracking it and seeing how they're actually performing for you, what are you doing? Yes. And you know, it, the tracking goes beyond looking within the platforms analytics. Mm -hmm. I really I'm super convinced that you need to have Google Analytics set up like very much so because you can you might be very surprised yeah to see that a platform might be doing a good job of directing traffic to your website but that then no conversion is happening mm-hmm. right and so that's why we actually are all on these social media platforms in the first place. It's to drive traffic to our business and then turn that traffic into money. And so you can, you can have the best, you know, approach and content on social, but if your website or wherever you're pointing them is a leaky ass bucket, Mm -hmm. then it's all for naught. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing is don't just look at the number of clicks you got. You have to go deeper into Google Analytics. And, you know, maybe we should do a whole (laughs) breakdown one day of Google Analytics because it is quite a beast. And, you know, looking at number of page views, like time spent on the page, your bounce rate, all of these things are very important to look at because just the number of clicks does not tell you enough. It's, It's a good starting point, but it's not. enough of a comprehensive picture yeah it's literally just the surface of the water and like you need to understand what's beneath it so yeah yep you gotta 
even if you're a, you know, if you're listening to the Pretty Okay podcast, you're probably a creative who's like, you know, operates off their feelings and does all mm-hmm. these beautiful things. And, but you got to get comfortable with the numbers to a certain yep. extent. And if you're not, um, you are not doing yourself a favor. Right. Exactly. I think that should be our follow up episode. Google Digging Analytics. Your social analytics or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And what then you what, should be looking for. Yep. And then what it's telling you to do. Yep. Live podcast planning. I feel like half of our episodes, Boom. we're like planning Plan. our next topic live on air. Well, it's funny because we have a huge backlog of topic ideas, right? But we it, it never ends up, I mean, very rarely do we pull from it. <laughs> it often more ends up like, we should talk about this. <laughs> Let's That's do it. Yeah. I like it. Yes. So if, I mean, Google Analytics, like you said, is a total beast. I actually, um, I'm like a, probably a C student when it comes to Google Analytics. Uh And I rely on people who live and breathe Google Analytics in order to make sure that my shit is set up correctly and tracking things correctly. So, you know, like, I say these things to like try to be vulnerable and show you that even a marketer is not an expert at all of the marketing things. You can't be good at every single thing. No, you can't. You just can't. You can't. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to nerd out on Google Analytics in a way that is not so scary. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know it can be very daunting. (laughs) Yeah. So many tabs. In Google Analytics, you're like, where do I even start? Where are the charts and the diagrams? And wait, why does it look like that? Yeah, I get it. As a numbers nerd, I thrive. That is my place. <laughs> but I get it if it's if it's terrifying. So maybe that's we'll talk about it. That's we'll see if that's what we do when we come back in the next couple of weeks. But. Yeah. Until then, I think there's a lot to put in the show notes. If you guys need a recap. We will put those up on prettyokpodcast.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, you know, we always love a good rating review. Tell your friends and their moms to subscribe so they can learn something about Facebook. And I think that's it for today, right? Are we good? That's it. Any other closing points? I mean, no, I think the main takeaway is fuck what everybody else is doing. Always. Keep your eye on the prize. Amen, sister. Amen. (laughs) All right, you guys. We will be back in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye. See you later.